Hello and welcome to Off Their Shelf Reviews. I'd love to find myself in a trap with Julie Benz. And I'm Gary. And today we're going to review and discuss Saw 5, which released in 2008 from writers Patrick Melton and Marcus Dunstan and directed by David Hackle. Ian, why don't you give us the synopsis? Well, carrying on from Saw 3 and Saw 4, we are following Agent Strom, played by Scott Patterson, who is continuing his investigation into the Jigsaw killings. Even after finding the body of Jigsaw, played by Tobin Bell, dead, Strom decides that he must really investigate what is going on and happens to come across the evidence of five more people being involved in a new Jigsaw game. Will Strom find them before they're all dead, or will his fate join theirs? So this Saw movie marks the first time that uh, a franchise entry didn't reach number one in the box office mm -hmm. on its opening. Yeah. It still did okay. It had a $10 million budget. Nice. It earned $30 million uh, in the box office. Nice. And was still sold incredibly well on home DVD. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, though, this is the same writers before as the, the last movie and would go on to do the next one. Yeah. Uh, but this time it's uh, a new director for, for the film series. It was actually someone who had worked on the previous movies as the production designer. Right, yeah, yeah. And so it's one of the reasons why I think this film actually looks pretty damn good mm. uh, because the production designer would of course have had a keen eye as to the the set dressings yep, and yep. making sure that the continuity runs smoothly yeah so that when they have to rebuild the sets from previous movies <laughs> yeah. because they're gonna do some more flashbacks they're again, gonna do flashbacks they needed to rebuild those sets again and they got no scary movies to call upon this time <laughs> yeah, yeah. so uh, uh, I think they did a, a really good job here but it's also interesting to see that you know I like the stories behind the scenes of the Saw franchise where these filmmakers mm. uh, that work on almost every one of these movies sort of uh, move up the position I, I yeah, suppose yeah 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 uh, and, and try for the first time directing or, or and you know develop in their career with, yeah. whilst making the Saw movie so I was kind of interested to follow some of those careers but yeah Saw 5 uh, you know came out a year after the previous movie mm -hmm. continues to tell the story and this one jumps right into as you would expect a Saw movie to do into a grisly awful Saw trap yes your bones will be crushed to dust when you destroy the things that have taken life in order to save oneself. Make your choice. Yeah, the pendulum trap. Um, this this was quite shocking for me because I I didn't go see this one in the cinema. I'd I'd kind of fallen to the wayside of going to the cinema and seeing them because they were just coming out every year, and I just thought, oh fuck it, if they're going to keep doing that, I'll just wait for the box set to come out. And then Ten I'll, years time. Yeah, <laughs> and then I'll just watch them back to back because you know after a year you kind of forget don't you and you you know your idea of if you're going to enjoy it or not changes so you know i'm not going to rush to the cinema and then sit there and be like i did not fucking enjoy that um but the way that this movie starts off as well like we said we've got this pendulum trap we've got this guy hanging in there it's all back everything iconic of jigsaw and saw um but with a twist because obviously coming off the back of number three we already know he's dead so, like, if you're if you're walking into number five going, oh, I want some more Tobin Bell, I want some more Jigsaw, well, you're going to be sorely fucking mistaken because the dude is dead. He's fucking killed two movies ago. Yeah, but considering most of the Saw movies take place in flashback, yeah. who knows whether this movie's starting with a flashback or not? Well, that, well, that's that's it. And so when we're seeing this guy, he's, he's being told he's got to crush his hands that he's used to hurt people to free himself from this trap. And... Crazily enough, he does crush his hands. He does what he's been told. 
but the trap still kills him. Yeah, it's pretty nasty as well. It like, is. It I gotta is. say, the prosthetic work here and the gore here is fantastic. Like the the whole rig, the whole setup, the way it cuts in and yeah. see his legs like being pulled away. I was like, that's grisly. That's yeah. nasty. Like great way to start a saw movie. Yeah. Uh, kind of weird though because he did the what he he played the game and died. Yes. Twists. Now now this. It does seem like that, you know, that this is happening at the exact same time. But we then will jump to what we now know as present day, I suppose, the future or whatever, where Strom walks into the room where Jigsaw has been killed. Um, he shoots Jeff from number three, kills Jeff. He gets locked in a room um, and he does. Agent Strom gets a tape and gets told, you know, don't leave this room. You know, if if, if you follow us, you, you you're, you're probably going to end up dying. Um, and he does wander off down these tunnels and gets stuck in his own saw trap, which is just his head in a box. <laughs> yeah. I, I think <laughs> no it... tape. No way out. This is like, you got your warning. Well, he got, Fuck he you, got, you're going to die. He got jumped by the pig-wearing costume person, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, don't then, walk down that corridor. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, he like this is still coming on after the back of Saw 3-4, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, like timeline wise he should still just wait for backup like they still he's, haven't yes. arrived at the gideon factory yet he should but that does come up in this movie to say strom you are you are too hot tempered you are isn't this just the reused rig storyline <laughs> yes yeah basically and and a reused matthew storyline right, exactly. from number two because but the, the that's the thing about these cops though they're just so stupid <laughs> yes, yes, but they're also so intent on cap capturing Jigsaw, yeah, yeah. on capturing Obsessed. John Kramer. Obsessed. They've just got to stop him because they've just got this idea that he kills innocent people. But the thing is that no, nobody's looking through any of the old case files and going, well, this person was a drug dealer, and this person was a fucking rapist, and this person was a murderer. Um, so when we see him get his head caught in that box, I mean, it's visually, it's brilliant. It it's is, just, yeah. It's a great shot. It yeah. was a, a, it was at one point, I think, supposed to open the movie as well before right. the pendulum trap went in there. And uh, yeah, like the whole setup, the, the head in the box, going to fill with water. Mm -hmm. It's great. It's great because it's simple. Yeah. And you immediately know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and so did the actor. And he went, oh, no. <laughs> what is this? Uh, and they were like, oh, don't don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry, Mr. Patterson. Uh, we're going to uh, we're going to we're going to stunt double for for the head in the box with the water scene. So you can be fine. And the actor was just like, you know what? I'll do it. Don't need a stunt man. I'll what? do it. Uh, but apparently in the pre filming, in the testing phase, yeah, yeah. like there was complications with the box getting the water out. He had a couple of panic attacks in there. And he was just <laughs> yeah. like, oh, God. It's not, this is dangerous and then also he came to actually filming and he was a bit apprehensive about yeah, doing it but yeah, he's like no I want to make this saw trap one of the most memorable in the franchise so yes. when you do the close ups of my face in the tank when it's filled with water I want it to be me Yeah. Uh, and so yeah the actor did it all and uh, I think it really works because you feel the panic the tension yeah. like you're in that position like oh my god what would I do and would I be able to have the strength to stab myself in the neck with a pen yeah it's fucking awesome just him struggling trying to get himself out and i've got to give it to scott patterson i mean i know he's not like a super lead or you know it, I, I i can't tell you any other great work that he's done other than the strom character in um the saw series but the fact that this movie kind of you want to root for him you want him to be the hero because that's what horror movies do they go here's the villain here's the hero go um but for me, I'm, this is the fifth fucking Saw movie. I'm kind of behind Jigsaw with what he does to people, even though it's kind of wrong. 
um, morally. So I'm looking at Strom and I'm like, don't go. Don't go down the corridor. Don't fucking go crazy. Don't get all angsty. Your partner's already been taken out. Yeah. All these people are dead. Don't follow it. So when he has to jam himself in the throat with a pen, I'm like, this guy's pretty fucking hardcore, but it's going to cost him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, there was a deleted scene from, I think, Saw 3 or 4 mm. that was not in the movie that they reuse here where we see Hoffman coming out of the Gideon factory carrying Corbett. Uh, yes, the girl's... Uh, uh, Jeff's daughter. Jeff's daughter from number uh, 3. Which, because uh, I was just like, if they shot this like two years later, she looks remarkably the same age. <laughs> so maybe they got different actors, but no, it's actually deleted footage. So yeah, it's like, oh, right. And good job nice. you shot that sequence. Yes. It pays off quite well here as... The police will finally turn up at the Gideon factory and they're pulling out all the bodies and say, like, everyone is dead. Yeah. And then Hoffman's just like, oh no, Agent Strom's still Agent alive. Agent Strom's still alive. Dun, dun, dun. Which, which gives the movie a bit of a twist because you know Hoffman's the bad guy. You know he's the killer. You know that everything that you're going to see in the movie is kind of either been set up by him or is a job that Jigsaw gave him that he has put in place. Uh, and so, like I said, you're you're also following Strom racing around, trying to capture Hoffman every time. Because Strom kind of knows Hoffman's either in on it, or he's definitely an element of the corrupt department that needs to be taken out. Because everybody else is dead, except Hoffman. You've literally just described the next hour of the movie. Yeah. Uh, and that is all you needed That's because that's all that happens with 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 Agent Strom is he's just like I'm he has the stereotypical scene where yeah, he goes into yeah. the office yeah. and uh, and Drake, you know, Mark yeah. Wilson yeah, Mark Wilson. It's yeah. just like you're a loose cannon. You're going to give me your badge and your gun and you're you're out. Uh, and so he's like, you need time off, basically. That, that's the breakdown. But he's basically, you're a loose cannon kind of yeah, scenario. Yeah, he is. And then he's sneaking back into the police station, he's looking at old evidence, and I'm just like, I know, I love that. Oh my god, it's I... so painfully done. It is the, it is so lazy. It's... There is no actual investigative work going on here. It's just like, I'm just gonna look at all these files, and he just points to them and goes, uh huh, uh huh. Now I, uh -huh. I get what you mean, and I get your negativity. Um, but at the same time, in the movie's defense, they are trying to put a bit of story into what would necessarily just be a very easy horror franchise. Well, yes. They could have easily just remade number two if they wanted to and stuck Strom in a house with a bunch of people. But number two wasn't really that great. They could have just redone number three and just done a bunch more uh, more traps. But they are, like, we, we, we know, and we know in hindsight, is we know that this is kind of the middle part of a trilogy. Of this series, four, five, and six, technically including number three as well, but four, five, and six all have to do with story. So you've got to kind of put this filler in, which makes filler. Yeah, it is. It is, and I and I and I get your 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 negativity to it, but at the yes. same time, from my angle, I want that because I don't just want constant people in traps. I I'm getting it, and and with these five people in these traps, it they've got some they've got some background. They've got some they've got some reasoning of why they're there and why they're such horrible people but i also kind of want to follow strom i want i say that i don't want him to because i know he's gonna fucking end up dead but i'm like i want him to investigate because it gives the movie a bit of intelligence which i know it does yeah yeah because How? jigsaw is dead yeah he's out so they didn't ever have to bring tobin bell back they decide. Oh, yes, to. they do. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah, yes, yes, we know they do. But horror sometimes horror franchise sometimes horror franchises don't. Look at Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two, where they tried to not bring back Robert England. 
You know, they try to make these movies sometimes just to cash in. But they're like, look, we need to bring Tobin Bell back. He's the face of Saw. But he's dead because you fucking wrote him off in number three. So we need to kind of make this background story. So when we get the Hoffman flashbacks. And these do kind of drag the movie on a little bit, I will admit. Because Costas Mandalore is not as good as an actor as James Reamer. I have to say that. He reminds me so much of James Reamer. But Costas Mandalore is good. He's just... It's just not great. Well, I don't know if he's great or not. All I know is that he's not given much range in these Saw movies. He just needs to look stone-faced <laughs> and angry at everybody all the time. All the time. Now, there is one about eight-minute sequence in the film, which I think is the film's absolute highlight and saving grace because it's two actors in a room with some props to play with mm -hmm. where the two of them really get to perform mm. and give us some characterization. You know, we even get to see Jigsaw, John Kramer, smile for an instant yeah. before he then reverts back to yelling at Hoffman to try and educate him in his ways because yeah. he doesn't like that Hoffman has imitated him yeah. with the pendulum trap yeah. because... The pendulum trap was built to to kill its captor. There was no hope of winning that game. Yeah. So Jigsaw managed to piece together that Hoffman has killed, put this guy in the trap because it was the guy that also killed Hoffman's sister, which is the same thing that Agent Strom is also investigating. So yeah. it keeps tying the present to the flashbacks again. Yeah. I know it's the formula of Saw, but my God, like considering we've gone past Jigsaw's death, I was hoping this franchise story would go forward, yet instead it spends 80% of its time still looking backwards. But the sequence with Costas Mandalore and Tobin Bell yes. acting their asses off here, yeah. we really get to understand where Hoffman's come from, the fact that he hates uh, all criminals, that he feels like the justice system has failed, and this mm -hmm, is where Jigsaw mm -hmm. goes, well, here's an idea. Let's, uh, let's look at the way of my thinking. And so we find out how Hoffman became his apprentice. But he also, you got to point that Jigsaw also gives Hoffman the chance there to finish him off. Yes. He says to him, like, you can arrest me. Take me in. That's fine. I'm the Jigsaw killer. But if you do, I have evidence on you about what you did to the guy who killed your sister. So if you put me in jail, your life is over. You're willing to take that risk? Risk of ruining your own life in order to protect a corrupt legal system that puts murderers back on the streets? That I don't think really bothered Hoffman at that stage. He didn't care if he if his no. career was over. No. He, yeah. it, it was the angle of being able to let Jigsaw's form of justice continue, which a, really well, tweaked no, Hoffman's I, ear. I actually think Hoffman decided to join with uh, join with Jigsaw, not only because he understood what Jigsaw was talking about, which you get very well from Tobin Bell's explanation. This is like it's like Kane Hodder explaining to you why J Jason kills people. Tobin Bell explains to you why Jigsaw does what he does. But Hoffman, I believe, didn't want to be arrested then because he would have gone to jail he would have lost his entire life so he, he didn't have one he no he did he was a detect he was a detective detective working for the police force if he if he takes in uh jigsaw 
all the evidence of him killing Seth comes out. He gets arrested. He gets sent to jail. His life is done. His life was done at that stage anyway. But he hadn't given up. He was just dragging it out. That's what Jigsaw's point is. That's the, the, every time Jigsaw gets somebody, it's because they're in a horrible spot, but they're too weak to get themselves out. So he puts them in this trap and makes them fight for their life. He did this to Hoffman and Hoffman goes, okay, I'm going to fight for my position. I'm going to follow yeah, that's you. That's what gave him purpose again. But you are right. At some point, Hoffman went, mm, Jigsaw, actually, I'm going to flip the script because I've I've gotten to a place of power now in my position with working with you that I actually think I'm a little bit unstoppable. Maybe that comes across with Costas Mandalore's acting where he just kind of tries to walk around all invincible. But it, it like I said, it was a bit of depth in a movie that I didn't actually think could actually have some depth. All, I, I signed up the Saw 5 for more traps and people dying. I've got Tobin Bell and Costas Mandalore kind of explaining to me what position I would at find myself on morally if I was put in this position. And a couple of times I'm like, <laughs> I'm with Tobin. Now you want a chance? Hmm? You want a chance? I'll give you a chance. Let's get to the trap. We've got five people who we barely know the names of until towards the end of the fucking movie. Exactly. <laughs> Fodder. Like, yeah, they are. Oh. Good, because I didn't need a bunch of people going into traps with depthness with them if we're already getting it with, with Hoffman and Jigsaw. I do. I want to care about these people so that when they die, I'm just like, oh, no, I wanted them to like at least get to the next room but, or to make it out. But we're in the fifth movie in the series. Nobody in Saw Traps is innocent. When when a serial killer kills an innocent girl, you feel bad for the girl because she did nothing wrong. When somebody dies in a Saw movie, I'm like, what did you do to put yourself there? Oh, I, I did this. Well... <laughs> <laughs> that was that was your choice. You I know? still I still want to root. Like I have nobody to root for in this entire movie. I don't care about Strom. Jigsaw's dead. Yeah. I don't care about any of these plebs that have woken up with collars around their necks with razor blades behind them. Yeah. The film has done nothing. Like if this film was about these five in here figuring out how to get out and figuring out what they'd done instead of only really being given 25 minutes of the entire film screen time yeah. to deal with these five. It, it, it just feels really shallow and really just in there because people want to come to a Saw movie to see people in traps. Yeah. And so and it's just superficially there. And the, the Whereas funny... it had meaning in the previous films and now it's just, it's just but playing on that goodwill. The crazy thing is, the series will do that at some point and it will be worse than this. They will just stick a bunch of people in the traps thinking that people just want to see people get but messed th up. That is... and, it, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work because like you said, we need, coming off the back of the first one, we need a little bit of gore, but a background of storytelling. That's that's what we need. Coming off the second one, they're like, no, nah, we just need more gore and less storytelling and it doesn't work. So then we get three, four, five and six with a little bit more storytelling, a little bit, less gore and it doesn't it's all over the place i don't think the gore gets more and more and more as the films go on but they do get a little bit sillier i mean there's one with chester bennington which i'm like what the fuck anyway but with this one i like these traps because i sit there analyzing the films a lot of times and so i'm sat there watching these first bunch of people wake up and they're looking at each other and they're being told that they've got these neck collars on and if they get a key they can unlock it but they got to get out of the room before the nail bombs go off um and they're told you listen to the instructions if you're not listening to the instructions in a saw movie 
then you're you're going to miss something because he says do the opposite of what you would normally do which is think for yourself survival of the fittest which i think his name's charles or charlie the fucking big guy yeah. with the glasses he knows everybody's information he's an annoying fucking asshole in this in this sequence but i like that because the drug addict Malik, the rich boy, he's a fucking asshole. The screaming blonde girl who's part of working of the fire department, she's fucking head doing. Julie Benz, I love Julie Benz, but her character's a bit fucking head doing because she just seems all prim and proper, you know, in charge of everything. She also feels like she was given the script, or her character was, because she <laughs> seems to have these revelations cons constantly, and that's because the film has such a short running time that she just has to give exposition dumps yeah. about what's going on. She it's knows like, it's jigsaw, it she knows they're trapped. It doesn't feel natural at all. It just feels contrived in every way, yeah. including all of the stereotypical characters we have here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, And, and they're all assholes. I, yeah, I want so, to see yeah, them all die. but uh, So they're but, all selfish. They all have their own interests at heart, and so they're not going to work with each other. So they all scramble one after another to get the keys out of their jar to let themselves out. And the bloody guy, Charlie, whatever he's called, gets yeah. his key first. Yeah. And the filmmaking here, or the continuity is so bad that he gets his key. Yeah. And then it's like 30 seconds later, after everyone else has managed to get their keys, he manages to finally unlock his as the person who just got his key manages to unlock theirs so they can all unlock one it's, after another yeah, it's all just so that Blonde Girl at the end can get can decapitated. Yeah. I was like, that's just terrible. Like, the it continuity was. of time frames is it, so bad. The only thing I liked about this sequence was that the V traps that decapitates them looks like a five because it's saw five and yeah. there's five of them in this room. And it's but four not now. one of them thought, and this is... Like I said, for me, when I was watching Saw 5, I've been watching four of these movies up here. I'm looking for something new. And what I caught was, hold on a minute. They could work together in this one, which is which is new. I mean, in fairness, they could have worked together in number two. Yeah. They could have worked together in number one. Right. But, but, but they haven't. This one's really sticking it there and making it really obvious. Like, here are, all really these, obvious. here are all these hanging keys. Why don't you just take one and then see if it fits the others? But they're all such horrible people that they are willing on just fucking each other over. And so that makes the game harder. When we move into the next room, um, which is the, uh, I believe it's the explosive room, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And they've got to smash all the jars in the ceiling. They've got to find the right key shape to fix it in. Um, and Charlie starts beating up Malik. And now, maybe it's just me, but I, I like the way that the movie tried to make you hate on one character so that another character turned into a fucking asshole. So you actually cared for the character that you thought was an asshole. So, like, I didn't like Malik because he, he, was, he was a rich boy drug addict and he, he seemed like the most selfish piece of shit there. But when Charlie started beating on him so that he didn't get a key... I actually wanted Charlie to die. Well, yeah, because he's being an asshole on he, top of already being... He's being an asshole. An asshole. <laughs> so when he exposed... Uh, that was when... When I first watched the movie, I went, hold on a minute. There, there's, there's something wrong with this filmmaking because there's more than enough space in this yeah, tube they for more than one person. They could have fit in one they of those tunnels. They could have, but they, they don't. They all scramble. They don't look. They don't think. And it's the same thing when they move into the bathtub room. There's only three of them now. They've got to fix five electrical circuits... And so instead of just them all grabbing wires and working together and putting one foot in the bath and hoping that it will close the circuit, I think her name's Uber or something. She's the girl. She decides that she's going to kill Malik now and stick him in the bath. But yeah. Julie Benz comes along and stabs her in the neck and shoves her, shoves her in the bathtub. So I'm like, I hate 
all of you and I yeah. hope you all die because none of you are listening to the rules. You are not following Jigsaw's plan. You are all just complete bastards. So fuck you all. I hope you die. So then when they get to the final room and they're like, we need to fill this jar up with blood and there's only two of us. So we're going to have to put our hands into these saw blades and if there were five of us here, it would be less damage and we would have actually been all right. And I'm like, go on then, put your arm in there. <laughs> to be fair, like uh, the actor playing Malik here really sells this. It's a shame that his hand puppet does not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, you couldn't expect him to put his actual hand in there, did you? Well, no, but I'm, I expected a better prosthetic see after seeing the pendulum prosthetics. Yeah. I'm like, that's really good. That hand going in there looked so rubber and it doesn't even flinch or move or recoil. It's just a floppy bloody I, hand. I kind of like it when he pulls his arm out and then he holds it yeah, up. Yeah, that, that's, that, that's like. Like one that, of the though. most goriest effects, I think, in, in the franchise to this point. For me, anyway, that's the bit that's squirming. Because you don't horrible. see Julie Benz's arm, but you can only imagine her arm is, is still, the same. Yeah, flopping, flopping around, around and yeah. in two, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like they managed to get the 10 pints of blood in there and then they collapse. And towards the end of the movie, uh, Erickson. Uh, Drake is wandering around this complex going, hmm, looks like looks like Agent Strom well, clearly wanted to be caught here. Yeah. Because he's left his mobile phone, Hoffman, a hot cup of coffee, and all these cameras. That's oh. it. Hoffman has been steadily just dropping more and more information because he's chasing Strom. Strom's chasing him. He's also trying to set Strom up to get him off the case. Um, so Ericsson ends up going to where the new game is and finds them people. Um, but Strom... Uh, Strom ends up heading back to uh, Costas's like basement or whatever. He goes into a house at one point. Doesn't he, he goes back to the gas trap house from number two. Gas trap you house. can tell when he comes in the door. There's the little door underneath the stairs. Right, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, there's also the trap door the that he opens door. that takes him down into the basement. Right, yeah. Uh, but obviously the house has had a new lick of paint. New lick but of paint, yeah, it's yeah. the same location. Oh wow! I thought that because I was like, who put the fucking basement like just hatch there? It's just um, missing the safe. <laughs> but yeah, but Strom comes to this room and there's a big glass box that we've seen, seen in, in the, the last movie yeah yeah, yeah. and um, there's a tape there and he listens to the tape and the tape is Hoffman's voice it's not Jigsaw's if you're hearing this then you have once again found what you are looking for or so you think your dedication is to be commended this is all of Hoffman's point he even says this to Strom. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And that's basically him saying, I don't want to kill you, Strom, but I have to. You are following me. If you find me, this is all over. He doesn't want to kill Strom. And so when, they, when they're confronted, I think it's fucking stupid because Hoffman comes walking up to the room and goes, huh, oh, he's, he's not here. I'm like, look behind the door, you dickhead. You know, but he, he kind of knows that and he, 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 he sees the reflection, he fights with Strom and Strom throws him into the case and shuts the door. He didn't even have to shut the fucking door. He could have just held his gun on him. But instead he's like, I'm so fucking smart. Slam the door on you. Ha ha ha. I've got you trapped. And then the door slams and, and Hoffman's like, listen to the rest of the tape. You didn't listen. And so Strom plays the tape and it basically says like, if you don't get into the case, you will never be found. This room will be your tomb. They will never find your body. They will. You will just disappear. And it's it's one of the greatest fucking 
trap design things in a movie i think is it's i just think it's absolutely great because i had to watch it twice the first time i watched it because i didn't know exactly what happened <laughs> you know well the way that the the coffin sort of slides into the ground slides, as the walls the come in walls come in it's cool when you see the light bulb smash it kind of he's, like <laughs> you see him climbing up to try and get out the desperate cross. he's desperate he's trying everything shoot the case stop the thing it's when his arms break oh yeah oh <laughs> Yeah, it's grisly, it's nasty, and it's all the blood just splashing over the glass coffin. It's just like, ah, oh, no. When the movie ended, I was I was so in shock because so many of the Saw movies had ended with just screams, you know. No, where... every Saw movie's ended with game over. Yeah, well, yeah, but... This but, one doesn't. No, no, with, like, um, so the first one we had Adam screaming, and the second one we had uh, Matthews kind of screaming, you know. So it, it was just, I got so used to hearing the music play, build up, and then noise still is the credit plate in this one it's like the music builds up and then he's squashed silence you're like oh fuck where's the next movie <laughs> oh, i'm like oh, okay it's 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 over it's finally over it's like, not such a letdown ending yep. i swear considering every saw movie has had that like here are all the clues here are all the things that would have tipped you off as to how this was all going to play out. And so when the sudden reveal and twist happens, you're like, oh, wow, that was really clever. This film just goes squash. Yeah. Like, like there was no, there what, was no reveal, no build-up. What, what was no, the point no of climax? keeping Strom alive after this? You didn't like his character. No, I'm glad he's it. off. Right. Like, I mean, at this point, like, he was, he did next to nothing in this movie except wander around all the previous Saw movies. Yeah, investigating it. And because they were like, well, now we need to somehow stitch all this together because it's getting a bit messy. So, yeah. let's, let's, oh, look, here's Jill. Remember Jill? Remember that key she had in the other movie? She's opened the box. She's opened What's the box? in the box? Don't know. Movie doesn't care to tell you. It's just because like... Because Well, because we know now that they were setting up for... They were yes, already I know, but that's one. a problem for this movie. Is that it goes, here's some screen time for a character that doesn't appear in the rest of the movie. And it's like, well, so what was I following this storyline today for? No reason. Yeah, right. yeah, I get that. You but if you, and, if, if you had followed the fourth one, it's the same yes. thing was in that one leading yes, into I this know. one. Yes, I know. And it is a problem. That, that one there, the problems were starting to show. In here, the cracks are opening up because yeah. the filmmakers are just like, well, we've got to have a saw story, so people in traps. Oh, we've got to have the jigsaw story, so we've got to have flashbacks. Oh, we've yeah. got to have the Hoffman it's story. Got to have some kind of oh, we've continuity. got to have the Agent Strom story because he's still investigating. It's just like, Jesus Christ, yeah. you've got so many threads going yeah. and they're not interconnected in any satisfying or meaningful way that the whole film comes across as a shallow cash cow of people in traps die horrible that's it i think you you're know? i think you're stretching I but but but, so. but 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 I, I i i get what you're saying but at the same time that's that's just your view yeah same as my view is that actually this movie is actually a really staple point of the series because it's keeping this franchise, which could have died a death at number two and three very easily. It's keeping it going. We're very loose story, Fred. Yes, we're very loose acting. Yes, I'll give you that. But that's what we always get with horror franchises. Tell me a horror franchise that actually gets the fifth movie and is actually still doing very strongly well. Can't. I can't. Most of the time, after a horror franchise, second or third movie, they've just ran out of ideas. They've just not bothered. They can't even be bothered to even get past actors in or anybody wants to come back in. The source, I knew this about the Source series when I was walking into it because after Jason and Freddy and, and Michael Myers and, and all of the others, I was not expecting a lot about a Saw movie. I was like, just give me people in traps. 
but I go into there and so, and at least they're trying. And I know it doesn't seem like they're trying. I, I, I totally get that. But in comparison to some other franchises, these guys really did try to make something that actually had a bit of continuity, a bit of payoff, you know, to the point that you did get the sixth movie in the franchise, you know, because they wanted to keep this franchise going. When, if Saul, if Saul hadn't been going, we had nothing in those years between 2004 and 2008. There were no other horror franchises even trying. Yeah, we had uh, Alien uh, versus Predator Requiem the same year as this. <laughs> so like I said, there was not anything else that was even really fucking trying. You know? <laughs> and I think it's time for some favourite scenes. I fucking love these traps in this movie. It just... They, they took the idea of the traps that we'd seen in the last bunch of movies and decided to just go a little bit more. And I, from the pendulum trap at the, brilliant, uh, at the beginning, which I think is just brilliant design and just looks and is just lit up really well, um, to the head box trap with Agent Strom with him stabbing himself in the neck. I love all the stuff with Julie Benz and all the group. Even though, yes, we can say that the, the actors didn't have a lot to work with and the characters, they they made me hate them, which was good because they were all dislikable characters that I wanted to see get caught up in sword traps. And so even when Julie Benz, who I think is absolutely amazing, does her big revelation at the end with the saw blade where it's like, oh, we all killed eight people. We all cashed in on it. This is justice for us. I'm like, yes. This fucking is, and I've enjoyed every moment of it. Um, even all the way up to the glass case coffin trap right at the end. Oh my God, I have never seen a room crush somebody. Now I have, yes. <laughs> Uh, only really one favourite scene in the film, and that is the flashback sequence um, with Hoffman and mm. Jigsaw. It's a great sequence. Uh, the two actors really get to act here, and it's great to see Hoffman actually show some vulnerability, considering how stone-faced he is throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was a really well-done well, uh, well done scene, and uh, according to the filmmakers, uh, that film was constantly under fear of being cut down because people, they thought audiences wouldn't want to sit around for eight minutes while these two acted. Well, for me, that was the highlight, the highlight. of the yeah. film. He didn't deserve a chance. He was an animal. Everybody deserves a chance. You didn't see the blood. You didn't see what he fucking did to her. Killing is distasteful. To me. Uh, I guess if there wasn't, I mean, uh, another flashback scene, like another scene predating Saw, uh, where we have Paul, the guy who ends up in the barbed wire, yeah, uh, yeah, seeing him before the trap and then actually seeing them wrestle with him. Mm. Uh, I kind of struggle to believe that that is Jigsaw under one of those robes getting manhandled by Paul, considering the kind of state that he's in. It's like, okay, let's yeah. stretch believability there yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Another flashback, would you believe it? I quite like watching uh, um, Hoffman on the set with with Jigsaw setting up the house in Saw 2. The gun on the door yeah. and everything yeah. else. I was like, okay, and uh, moving in the bodies as well. So yeah, okay. Uh, Again, another another great moment. It's the stitching together. It's like, I, okay. I love Tobin Bell's or Jigsaw's line there where um, Hoffman says to him, like, you know, how can you control the game? And he's like, I don't control the game. I just, yeah. I just you know, counter any possibilities and I just let it play out. And I'm just like, yeah, that's what we've been saying from number one. He's, he he doesn't murder people graciously. He just says, here's some things. If you can find a way out. 
And if not, I do murder you. But my <laughs> I hands, don't. My hands are clean. <laughs> you know, the blade that I put up in the ceiling killed you. <laughs> Ian, do you recommend Saw 5? Yes, I do. I'm going to get this in before my friend decides to tear it all apart. I think this film um, is is probably my favourite of the franchise um, because I really enjoyed this franchise and it surprises me that I'm in the fifth movie of this franchise going, hey, I still want to keep going. I don't want to turn it off. I don't haven't got to the point where I just honestly don't care about this series. I actually do like where this is going and the actors, yeah, well, all right, yeah. The actors could have a bit more given to them, but we know that the people running the ship they're not the best. They're not Lee Winnell. They're not James Wan. They're the people who worked for those guys and have just picked up little tidbits along the way to, to, to I suppose, to keep themselves employed. You know, they want to keep money coming in, so they've got to come up with a story. And, and I like that, you know. The five people in the traps, you could have made the whole movie all around them, really. And you could have just dropped the whole Strom thing and kept Hoffman in there. That would have been cool. Um, but I like the finish off of Strom. You know, the, the fact that you have all these cops trying to capture Jigsaw and he keeps telling them to leave him alone and they won't fucking listen. So what else is he going to do? He's going to crush him in a room and make him fucking scream. Um, I get, I do honestly get why people don't like this movie. And I, but on top of that, I get why people don't like the fucking franchise itself or the series. You know, but for me personally, Saw 5, yes, let's go. Number 6. No. <laughs> this is not a very good movie. It's some old bullshit, is what it is, and I'm struggling to actually recommend it, as I feel this is where the Saw franchise ran its course, with a film that has too many flashbacks, storylines and characters that don't interconnect in any meaningful way, or any central character to really root for. The Hoffman storyline, Agent Strom's flashbacks, Brit and Malik sequences all feel disjointed, like too many scripts boiled down to one. It's the weakest Saw movie for me, narratively, and it lacks the thrills of any cool twists or reveals. It's utterly disappointing. The games themselves, the traps or puzzles were cool, they were as devious and nasty as ever, and the gore was great, as was the rest of the production design and cinematography. It felt very consistent with previous films visually, and the editing and scene transitions were pretty clever and very well done. For Saw fans, I would absolutely recommend it. It's the first film to advance any plot forward since Jigsaw's death in 3. It's just a shame that the film spent so much time looking backwards and not where it was going. It feels like an episode. It's formulaic. It's predictable. And it's serviceable because it's not awful by any means. You just get what you expect with a Saw sequel. I just feel like the story needed more focus. It just needed to focus more on one element, the survivors in traps, the moral lessons, as the awful cop, police, agents, whatever plot lines are woefully written. With the hunt for Jigsaw theme, it's being so lazily done here. So, kinda recommend it for Saw and horror fans. So, I mean, if you enjoyed the previous films, you're probably gonna enjoy this one too. You won't believe how it ends. Thanks for watching Off The Shelf Reviews. I'm the man you call Jigsaw. It's your duty to bring me in.
I know who you are, and I know what you've done.